AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome to River Cafe Table 4, a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. Ruthie, here's a story. My mother, you know what she uses her oven for? Uh, let me guess. Do I hear stockings? No, she used it as a filing cabinet. Oh. <laughs> as a filing cabinet, yes. If it didn't go in the microwave, Mrs. Adams wasn't interested in it. But this was the 80s when I was growing yeah. up, and it was all about microwavable food and all being super, super quick. So, you know, as I began my life in the Spice Girls, we were eating out a lot, going to lovely restaurants, mm. and that was something really quite new. A fashion designer, cosmetics entrepreneur, dancer, businesswoman, a mother of four, a singer. There are few women who have seven or more adjectives attached to their name. And one of them is Victoria Beckham. When Victoria comes to the River Cafe, there's no fuss or privilege. She comes in with just her family, her close friends, and her colleagues. She arrives early, so she is there to greet them. And the quiet time before they come is spent discussing with us what is on the menu, how it is prepared, and what she would like to order. Food, how it affects our performance, our health, and happiness, and how it is shared is important to Victoria Beckham. And Victoria Beckham is important to us. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you are. You are. Well, I mean, maybe I'll make more fuss when I come the next time, if I'm that easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can. You can do whatever you want. But you are. And also, I do think that there are other people, but very few, who always arrive before their guests arrive. And I think it's a real act of kindness. It shows that you're kind of putting your time aside so that you'll be there to greet them. It's very, very nice. I like it. Well, I'm not sure if it's an act of kindness or if it's just that we're, A, desperate to leave the house and have a night on our own. Okay. (laughs) Or, B, that we're just super excited to get here because we adore the experience of of coming and the food is always incredible and the wine is is wonderful and the people watching is just everything. Good. Well, we're also here to listen to you read the recipe that you've chosen for today. Okay, so my recipe is roasted sea bass. So the ingredients are two kilograms of sea bass, scaled and cleaned, a hundred gram fennel seeds, two sliced lemons, a few parsley stalks, two fennel bulbs trimmed and sliced, the juice of one lemon, five tablespoons of olive oil, and 75 milliliters of white wine. So you preheat the oven to 190 degrees centigrade. Preheat the grill. Put half of the fennel seeds inside the cavity of the fish and season generously. Brush the skin with a little olive oil and grill for about five to six minutes on each side until lightly charred. Place half the lemon slices, parsley, fennel, and the remaining fennel seeds in a roasting tin. 
Lay the fish on top and cover with the remaining lemon, parsley and fennel. Pour over the lemon juice, olive oil and wine and bake for about 30 minutes or until the flesh is firm to the touch. Serve either hot or cold with salsa verde. So Victoria, of all the recipes that we have in our books and what you eat in the River Cafe, uh, why did you choose sea bass? I'm a very fussy eater. I like things to be cooked in a very simple way. I don't like oils and butters and sauces. So to most restaurants, I'm probably the worst nightmare. But you guys are always so accommodating and always cook the food exactly how I like it. Very simple, very clean, incredibly fresh and just perfect. And then, you know, I love some steamed vegetables on the side, some balsamic vinegar and then to season myself. Did you come to this way of eating or did your parents cook that way? Did you grow up with very healthy, clean food? Or? Oh gosh, no, quite the opposite. Oh. You know, I'd always been to nice places with my parents and been taken on lovely holidays, but mm. I'd never been to the level of restaurant that I was going to when I was with the Spice Girls. And it was all very exciting. Mm. And very quickly I came to the conclusion that unless I adapted a very healthy way of eating, I would just be more inclined to sit there and eat the entire contents of the bread basket, mm. which mm. when you're eating out regularly is probably not the healthiest Mm. not when you're on tour and you're expecting so much from your body so I just decided from that point to really try and eat in a clean way Mm. lots of fresh vegetables lots of fish I don't have any dairy at all I haven't eaten red meat since I was about seven years old before we even go to that I'd love to know if your mother do you think that she put her filing in the oven or didn't use the oven because she was doing other things? Did she think cooking was just something she had to do rather than wanted to do, do you think? Do you know, she was always a great mom and a great wife and she was Mm. always busy doing something. But, you know, cooking was never really Mm. her thing. It was never really her passion, if Mm. you like. And she found much better use of her her oven. Yeah, and so... (laughs) (laughs) I tried that myself. But did she do the cooking or did you have somebody else? No, 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 She, she did do the cooking. But, you know, this was when I was younger. This was the 80s, you know, when it was all about microwavable food. You know, it was a real thing. I remember when I was growing up, so many adverts on the television. It was all about food that you could put in the microwave. Fast, easy. Absolutely. Yeah, no effort and get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And being seven and vegetarian, Mm -hmm. do you remember what made that happen? I do. I do. I was at school and I was in a home economics lesson and they were telling us about what was, what was it, I think it was either hamburgers or sausages or something like that. And I was absolutely horrified and haven't eaten meat since that day. And I have to say, I mean, I I don't miss it. I eat lots of fish and I have a very, very healthy way of eating. Mm. Um, But no, I haven't touched meat since then. The children do and David does. Mm. And it's not something that I did for any reason other than the fact that I just went off of it when I learned what was in it. It shows a kind of determination of a child at that age to do that. It's it's a principle, it's a kind of view. So you must have been a strong kid. I mean, I am. And the way that I eat, I'm I'm very, very disciplined. And I think, you know, even Gordon Ramsay, who's a very good friend of ours, has said he's never known anybody be as disciplined about the way 
that they eat, you know, Um, because for me, it's just, it's who I am. I expect a lot from from myself being, Mm. you know, a working Mm. mum, four children, Mm. and I work out a lot and I eat very, very healthily. Mm. That's just who I am. And that's just, you know, I'm not the most exciting eater. I like to have a drink with my dinner and then I can become a very good dinner guest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you don't need the drink to make you a good dinner dress. (laughs) I'm sure that helps. But I think that it is... uh, interesting to hear that trajectory as well that you Mm. you know and the discipline so you don't because we've all been on diets and we all know Mm. what it's like to deny ourselves Mm -hmm. food and I know that you know when you hold back sometimes on food you hold back sometimes on fun or conversation Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that I think that your description of your discipline rings true I absolutely don't deny myself anything you know if I wanted something I'd have it you know I just it's just who I am, you know, mm. I have this healthy way of eating that works for me. You know, when I was mm. growing up, I used to have really bad skin as well. Mm. And I went to see numerous dermatologists over the years and no one could ever figure out what was wrong mm. with my skin, why I had such terrible, terrible skin. And again, that all just cleared up when I started eating in this very clean, healthy mm. way as well. Mm. And also I feel that I have great energy yeah and so I just figured out you know if well, and I'm happy the way that I you am. are happy residents at Brightview senior living communities enjoy enhanced possibilities independence and choice Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living assisted living and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time your time not just to go back to school but to come back and move forward with purdue global purdue's online university for working adults start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu and what about when you were growing up where would you would your family all eat together did you have family meals did you sit in a, a living room or I mean, the kitchen or the dining room? What were meals at the Adams House like? Well, we always sat together and we'd eat in the kitchen. You know, mealtime has always been important. Mm. It's an important time where, when you're, you know, when you're all together yeah. reflecting on your day. And that's something that we do even now, you know. Yeah. Unless my, myself or David are actually travelling, we always make sure that we are home at the same time and that the kids are always there and that's a time when we eat together and we discuss our days and I think it's very important and that's how it was when we were growing up you know I was always darting in and out from dancing lessons Mm. and singing lessons you know my mum was a taxi driver when I was younger literally running myself and my brother and sister around all the activities Mm. you know my mum was a real hands-on mum that's probably part of the reason why she loved the microwave meals because she was always so busy driving us around and then sitting down to the meal so I think whether Mm. the meal comes from the microwave or or from the Mm. oven or from you know brought in Mm. the actual the idea that you sit around the table Mm. and talk my memories of my people always ask me as a chef 
you know, what did my mother cook? And she was a good, she was a simple cook, but she was a teacher, so she would mm-hmm. come back from work. But what I remember is a conversation. You know, I remember mm-hmm. the idea that we got around, the, we had mm-hmm. talk around the table, mm-hmm. you know, politics or the day, what you did during mm-hmm. the day and, and the time to do that, you know. Did mm-hmm. you go out to restaurants with your parents? Would it be special occasion restaurants or would you go out? Oh, I mean, my mum and dad used to love it. You know, on a Friday night, it was probably the treat to go to the local Indian restaurant. You know, yeah. my mum and dad loved Indian food. They Indian. loved Chinese food. And so, and we travelled quite a lot, so we were always very lucky to go on nice holidays and experience different kinds of foods. You know, we go to Spain most summers. My parents had a house in Spain. So we, we were lucky enough to be able to go there and, and have, you know, a foreign holiday every year. Mm go to Cyprus Mm. we were lucky enough to go to America a couple of times actually we laughed a lot and we had some great experiences together Mm. and it's nice now that I can do that with my parents yeah you know me and the kids and David love to take my mum and dad out you know it's it's a real treat family time is is so so important something that we cherish I was quite touched when you said that the pleasure that you gave from actually being able to take out your parents, because there mm-hmm. is that moment, aren't you, as you're sort of growing up when you realize that you can actually, after years and years of them taking care of you, that you can take care of them. Yeah. And so is that something that you associate also with taking them out to restaurants and food? Yeah, because as you said, you know, if you have three children, you know, it's expensive to go out and eat and to go on holiday. And, and I think that my parents... They were wonderful, wonderful parents. So now the fact that we can treat them, we mm. can take them on holiday, yeah. we can take them to lovely restaurants really means a lot. And that's something that's... that me and David really do enjoy. Yeah. The, with his parents as well? Yeah, yeah. 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 Both sides are very, very close. Going back into the trajectory of your childhood and teenage years, how old were you when you left home? So I did my GCSE. So I was 16. And I moved to Epsom in Surrey. I wanted to be a dancer and a singer. I wanted to go into musical theatre, actually. And I took a place at Lane Theatre Arts in Epsom in Surrey. So I was nervous about that, and I didn't enjoy that part of it. I was always a little bit... I wouldn't say socially awkward, but I was always quite shy Mm. when I was a child and as I was growing up. I loved the dancing and the Mm. singing... But again, I never really fitted in that well. I don't think I really knew who I was. It Mm. wasn't until I met the Spice Girls and kind of accepted who I was and they bought me out of my shell, if you like, Mm. that I really became who I am now. Do you remember what you ate when you were at Epsom? Oh, gosh, yes. I used to eat super noodles. I mean, Mm -hmm. very, very Mm. student-style super noodles. That you put in the there we go again the microwave. microwave. But yes, when I was at college, I would eat super noodles. I would have um, frosties. Remember the cereal? Yeah, sure. Frosties, yeah. bowls and bowls of frosties yeah. with skimmed milk. And I, I used to eat those yogurts. You know those Muller-like oh, yogurts yeah. Yeah, where yeah. you peel the corner yes. off and you yes. dump a whole yes. load of sugary, you know what, into yes. it. Yes. Yeah, I used to eat a lot of that. Yeah. But you know, this was the nineties yeah. when I feel that. 
it was sort of rammed down our throats, you know, fat-free, fat-free, mm. fat-free. So we used to eat a lot of fat-free food without realising how much sugar we were eating. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that probably didn't help my skin mm. back in the day. Mm. You know, there was so much attention mm. on eating fat-free. Fat and now what we know is the complete opposite, actually. Yeah. I mean, my diet now consists of a lot of healthy fats. Yeah. I mean, numerous avocados, for example, and mm. seeds and nuts. And mm. now we know that fats are good good mm, fats mm. but back in the day we were terrified of them yeah it's crazy and yeah. like i said i think that that probably really didn't help yeah. my skin as i was growing yeah. up but we didn't realize it then residents at brightview senior living communities enjoy enhanced possibilities independence and choice brightview dulles corner in herndon and brightview great falls offer vibrant senior independent living assisted living and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events chef prepared meals safety and security transportation resort style amenities and high quality care everything you need is here discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com equal housing opportunity you're ready for a comeback and with purdue global you can do more than take classes you can take charge of your story of your career of your life Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. When you joined the Spice Girls, what was food like there? Well, you know, I mean, it was so much fun. But again, you know, we lived in a house together and we ate like students. You know, mm. I think I was probably still on the Frosties and the Super Noodles mm. and all those, kinds, <laughs> all those yeah. kinds of things, sharing the food and fighting over the food that was in the fridge, like all yeah, kinds of like students do. do. Yeah. When, I, when I interviewed Paul McCartney last week, he was describing that well, it's a very touching story about going with John Lennon to Paris for the first time they ever had a glass of wine because he grew up in Liverpool and never had had wine. But he said that there was a point when George Martin took them to a restaurant called The Etoile in, uh, in London, which was a kind of upmarket, fancy uh, French restaurant. And um, then he knew what good food and good wine was. Was there a moment when you were, it was, as a measure of your success, when you realised what food could be? Oh, gosh, absolutely. When we signed our record deal with Virgin Records, they took us to, to lovely restaurants. And I remember, actually, when we signed our record deal, you know, they opened a bottle of Cristal champagne. Oh. And again, this was the 90s, and it was like, wow, that oh. champagne costs how much? <laughs> I mean, this was just insanity, yeah. but yeah. so much fun and not something that any of us had experienced mm. and I was the posh one and I came from a lovely a lovely family it wasn't as posh as people thought mm. I'd never had any anything mm. like that in mm. my life and it was incredibly luxurious and we were going to wonderful restaurants and mm. eating wonderful food um, an experience that I'll never forget not just in England but you know mm. we traveled all around the world yeah. you know we were we were selling records in America, in, in, in Japan. We spent time in China. We travelled mm. the whole world. And I feel so blessed that I visited the most incredible restaurants mm. in the world. Would you eat before a show or would you eat after? It's again a question I ask people about actors. Do you eat mm -hmm. before them? If you're doing a matinee, would yeah. you have lunch before, breakfast? Was there 
discipline and rigor to the way you ate and performed? I mean, not with us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah. you know, we we kind of just did our own thing, Ruthie. You know, I mean, I remember yeah. once they introduced us to a choreographer and we were like, what do you mean? You're going to tell us what to do. We're yeah. just going to get on stage and we're just going to jiggle around yeah. and we're just going to do our own thing. So, you know, yeah, we ate before the show, we ate during the show mm. and we ate after the yeah. show. <laughs> you ate yeah. during the show. That's well, a really yeah, impressive. You know, in, the, in the middle of quick changes, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, Melanie C was the most disciplined Mostly, for sure. Really. Um, but us, not so much. I'm much more disciplined now yeah. than I was then. You know, I was 20 years old and we were on the road and we were having fun, um, yeah. um, you know, and I was so much more naive than I am now. Naive and, and just ready to just, as you say, have fun and not be, yeah. not be held back by any, you know. But, yeah. but, but also with a huge rigor. I mean, to put on mm. those shows, you were not a mm. 20-year-old just you know having fun mm. you were working a yeah. lot of work you know we were working work. yeah we were mm. we were working really we were working really really hard and we did have a lot of fun mm. we did mm. and then in the trajectory again of, of uh food and work and discipline and rigor you started a business a mm. business of fashion mm-hmm. and fashion and food and employing people is something major isn't it did you find the eating and the food and the discipline and the rigor of being an entertainer did that also go into being a businesswoman do you think that yeah you know at that point then I did start to become more conscious of of what I was eating because I knew that I was sort of demanding a lot from myself Mm. and so I was much more disciplined then Mm. because you know like I said I'd go into the stadium in a pencil skirt and blouse and Mm. carrying a Birkin Mm. and then I'd walk into the dressing room and put on you know a PVC Mm. catsuit if you Mm. like and then I was a spice girl at night Mm. and I knew that I was demanding a lot from myself and so therefore I think you know I'm a I'm a big believer of if it's not just what you wear and what you put on your skin obviously I mean it's about Mm. what you eat and being healthy as well. And when you have a show when you have when you finish do you celebrate Mm -hmm. you Get, mm-hmm. go and have food do you go out to dinner do you have food brought in or do you just everybody kind of so exhausted you, you, know. you know it it depends it depends I mean actually after my last show I came here actually with yeah. a few of my team members and and my mum and dad and my friend and my sister so we actually came here to River Cafe to celebrate but I'm looking think, forward yeah. to I'm looking forward to the next show and, and business getting back on track because when is that I would like nothing happen? more. Well, we're in the process of working on a pre-collection at the moment, mm. um, and then we'll have um, our main collection in September. But I'm looking forward to things getting back to normal because I think socialising and and eating and um, and drinking with friends and colleagues is so so important. Missed it, didn't we, Victoria? We really missed, missed it. it. Yeah, no, it's been it a was, it's been a hell of a year, a right? Yeah, and so we think about, you know, we've talked about food and family and food and love and your parents and exposure to new new places and travel. Food also can give us comfort. And so my last question to you on this very blustery River Cafe day is to ask you, what is your comfort food? And this is where I sound even more boring in the food department. Um, <laughs> You're not boring in the food department. You're uh, interesting in the food department. Okay, uh, what do I like? You know, I like 
whole grain toast with salt on it. Good. That's <laughs> is that choice. really boring? <laughs> no. It's... You know, it's that carby thing, isn't it? Mm. It's that carbohydrate that makes you feel comforted. And I love salt. You love salt. I say? I'm a savoury person as opposed to a sweet yeah. person. Yeah. I think... That sounds like a very good comfort food. And it's been a very, <laughs> very lovely conversation. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you. It was great. Is this for me? Oh, that's nice. What is it? I think it might be vodka and tonic. <laughs> very nice. Is that what you're having? There we go. I am. Are we yes. both having vodka? Yes, having nice. Vodka tonic. Let's go. Three yes. in the afternoon is my kind of day. To visit the online shop of The River Cafe, go to shoptherivercafe.co.uk. River Cafe Table 4 is a production of iHeartRadio and Atomize Studios. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 